So there's this meme on the internet that has a CFO and the CEO standing next to each other. And the CFO, they're talking about training, right? And the CFO is like, man, what are we going to do if we train up all of our employees and then they decide to leave and, and go somewhere else? And the CEO looks at him and says, well, what if we don't train them and they stay? Right. So all that to say is you have a choice in your business to train your technicians, invest in them or not. And I know from my side at Diesel Laptops, I invest a lot of money in training our employees. We send them to conferences, we do online training, we bring trainers in. We're constantly doing training across a wide spectrum of things. So anyone running a business, training is critical. It not only improves the performance of your employees, but it helps the retention. Employees that are getting trained are typically happier and stay working for you. So there's a lot of good reasons to do it, but in our industry, there is a severe lack of training that happens. And I believe it's not because people don't want to get trained. It's because there's not a lot of opportunity for them to actually get trained. So this whole episode is about diesel training, which is a division of our company that focuses on training technicians. So I'm going to have Scott Meek on the podcast with me here. And we're going to talk about all things training for diesel technicians, how we got here, where we're at today, and where we're going. So give it a listen. I know you're going to love it. there's one thing I have learned doing this whole thing at Diesel Laptops here is just giving someone the world's most powerful diagnostic tools doesn't actually allow them to fix anything any more than they could the day before. And one of the big missing pieces of that is the fact that people need training. Not, not on the software. They, they need that. Let me take that back. They need that. But what they really need are the skills to properly diagnose and troubleshoot that problem that's in front of them and the tools are really diagnostic laptops are a tool to enable them to do that. So I thought today I'd bring in Scott Meek, who is our training manager here at Diesel Laptops to kind of go over all this. And Scott, I think maybe just start a little bit of a background. And I, I think maybe we've done this before, but like you're not you're not an instructor that's been teaching at a, a Votech college here for the last 10 years that we brought in. Right. Why don't we give everyone your background just a little bit? So they yeah, man. Uh, so quick background on me. I started as a technician in 2003 at a local international dealership and uh, worked from there till uh, mid-2018. Uh, in that time, I started out at the very bottom cleaning mop buckets, you know, cleaning tools, whatever. Um, around 05, they started throwing me some engine work and transmissions and rear ends and stuff like that. Uh, and kind of climbed that ladder. And then somewhere around 08, 09, when emissions really started hitting, uh, they decided they need some diagnostic tech. So they took me and two other gentlemen and uh, they trained us to the to the top tier they could and set us free. So uh, from 09 until I came here in 2018, pretty much every day was diagnostics, man, day in and day out. So came here in 18 and then uh, got the luxury of starting the training program with Dustin Carnes. And uh, we built that, uh, still building it, but I uh, was a trainer and a curriculum uh, builder, I guess would be the word, uh, till May of 22. And then I uh, got promoted to training manager and here we are, you know? Yeah. Well, I, man, I, th I guess you're gonna have like your five-year badge coming up here pretty soon then, right? Like, uh, So I believe that was this July. July? I just wow. passed it. Yeah. Hey, happy five-year anniversary. You, <laughs> I should know these things, but <laughs> yes. I don't. So we good, do the man. award ceremony every year, right? So uh, no, very good to have you here and and talking through all this because I, I I was actually surprised, kind of right. So I was a service manager. I was working with technicians every day, working in the shop, and I kind of went to go work for. We worked at the same dealership before this, and the, like oh four, oh six, oh seven, things were just starting to come new EGR systems, things are starting to come a little more yeah, complex man. all of a sudden. And then it just like took off like a curve, right? It was really tough. 
And the thing I think that shocks most people is they assume when you go to a dealership, everyone there is completely trained up and understands everything and how to properly diagnose a truck. But me and you both inside dealership shops before, we've been inside independent shops. Sure. There's not a lot of training opportunity. I mean, there's online stuff. Not everyone gets to go to classes. Right. And I think it really makes it super difficult for the uh, independent guys. Sure. Like, Absolutely. Where, where do they go get trained? That's a great question. You know, uh, some of the OEMs allow it, but it's, you got to remember, like, with an OEM training, if you want to go to a Cummins certification or Detroit or something like that, they've got their dealer network they got to deal with, right? So they've got limited training opportunities. Um, they definitely push training, but they're going to take their dealer techs first. So that really puts a hinder on the independent shops, doesn't really give them a fair shake. Um, so, yeah, that's that's where we come in, right? Yeah. I mean, I think independent shops have it really tough because they're trying to do all makes, all models for everybody, for all their customers. And they don't have access to tools. They don't have access to repair information. They don't have access to training. And they're just there trying to figure it out and trying to get that customer going and down the road. So let's talk about the training we do here at Diesel Laptops. Because I think we're more known for our diagnostic tools, not our training. Although I think that that's definitely changing. Let's change that up. Yeah, yeah it's <laughs> changing as time goes on. Uh, but let's just go through, I guess, a couple of the different ways we actually help technicians be more efficient at their job, which is training. So let's talk about the first one, which is the in-classroom stuff, because that's where it really started at Diesel Laptops was the in-classroom stuff. So can you walk us through kind of the courses that we have and how are they structured? Are they, how long are they? And like, let's talk about the in-classroom stuff for a little bit here. No, that's, that's all a great question. So with in-person training, we know that time matters, right? We know that having a tech away from your shop for a long amount of time is a big deal. So what we've tried to do is bust out eight-hour classes. So each class is one day. Now, that doesn't mean, you know, that that's the only day in that subject. So for an example, uh, if you go to a lot of training companies, they'll have like an electrical class, but it'll be three or four days. We do the same thing. We just bust it up into sections. So we have electrical one, electrical two, electrical testing techniques, data bus, oscilloscope, you know. And so what we do is we kind of try to build an environment where if you've got a guy that already has electrical one and they need the further electrical diagnostic classes, then you can just come to those. You don't have to come to electrical one. We want you to, but you don't have to. But everything's eight hours um, with this exception of certain software classes, which are roughly half a day. Uh, but most of the time you're coming in, you're going to have a four hour in classroom, you know, theory and operation. And then the afternoon is going to be mostly hands on. Um, some classes are a little more hands-on than others. Um, we've launched electrical testing techniques, which is going to be almost an entirely hands-on class. So, you know, it really just depends what class you're coming to and, and what, what requirements are needed for hands-on. Electrical is always going to be a hands-on heavy class. Um, other ones, maybe not as much, but anything electrical is going to be very hands-on. Well, and sure. I think the classes that we have now, too, we don't have them where it's just um, everyone's sitting around listening to a lecture for eight hours, right? right? So we actually build our own lab boards. We do. Can you talk about the lab boards a little bit? And there's someone here that actually physically builds these things manually. There, there is. He's, he's, uh, he's hurt right now, so he's out on uh, leave for a short amount of time. But, uh, yeah, we do, uh, we do our own labs in-house. Uh, basically, we just sit down and say, okay, what are, what are concepts and theories we want to you know, teach in a practical application? And uh, we just try to build a board around that, right? So we just come up with an idea of what we're trying to teach, and then, and then the board is just a supplement to that, you know? Yeah, they're. I mean, they're impressive. Like, I, I think they. First of all, they look great. I love when you guys like put the little switches in there. There's different yeah. bugs in the system. Sure. Like, yeah. Like, and there's there's the big boards, and we'll talk about the mobile stuff. I know we have smaller boards that we, we sure do, do as well for yeah. those types of things. 
What are some of the most popular classes? I know we talked a lot about electrical. I guess after treatment's got to be one of the big after ones. After treatment is still to this day. I mean, here we are, 2023. I mean, you're talking, what, 15, 16 years outside after treatment. It is still the the hottest selling class by far. Um, electrical, you know, when me and Dustin started that back in 18, um, we, we f- had a feeling that it would take off quick. It really didn't. But I think all this talk of EVs really starting to shake some people up. Electrical classes have really skyrocketed in the last, I'd say, year and a half, two years. We've really seen an uptake in those classes. So anytime we talk electrical, I think where my mind goes to is kind of like the next evolution. And you mentioned it earlier, which is scopes, the oscilloscopes. Sure. So I know we have our own line of oscilloscopes right. that we do in partnership with Pico. How has that been with, with that? Because a, a scope isn't something you can just hand someone and expect them to do anything. It's right. a pretty steep learning curve, sure. isn't it, to figure out how to it use is. those things? The scope itself isn't terrible to learn how to use. The problem that a lot of technicians run into is they want a scope. The scope's powerful. It's, it's an invaluable tool. But they don't necessarily have the electrical foundation to utilize it yet. So if you take a guy who's okay at electrical and hand him a scope, he's going to have a much steeper learning curve than somebody who's already well-versed in electrical. Um, but scopes, man, that's something that it's coming. You know, if, if you're a shop and you're not using a scope, you need to get on it because in 2025, that's going to be a mandated tool for a lot of your major OEs. Uh, so it's 2023. Now's the time to get started, get learning it, get using it. And that way, when 2025 hits and it's mandatory, you guys are ready. Uh, just a powerful tool, man. Very powerful tool. And just a fun fact of that, Michael Albrock, our trainer in Chicago, he's uh, considered in the 1% of scope users in the country. And when I say 1%, I mean the best 1%. He is insane with an oscilloscope. And so there's there's literally nothing we can't teach you through that guy, you know? Yeah, I'll, I'll, give, a quick, I'll give a quick plug for Michael. Sure. <laughs> so there are, I mean... I wish I was as passionate about something as Michael is with scopes. Like he lives, breathes, eats scopes. And it is actually amazing what he can do with those. So if you go to our YouTube channel, I know there's a couple of videos on there with him doing all kinds of just crazy stuff. And I'm not talking just electrical stuff. I guess it is kind of electrical, but him troubleshooting injectors, him troubleshooting symptoms, vibrations. Like Failed it's EGR coolers using a scope. Like yeah, it's, it's wild I, stuff. I man. don't even know how you do a failed EGR cooler with a it's scope. It's not as hard as you think, but it's, it's one of those things where he's just one of those guys that figured out. Funny story. Um, a couple years ago, I had a meeting with him and he was working from home that day and uh, behind him was a like a rack. And I said, Mike, where are you sitting? He said, well, I'm sitting in my man cave, you know, my, my man room. And I said, cool, man, what's what you got on the rack behind you? And, oh, let me show you. So he turns around and it's one of those metal racks. There's like four or five racks and it's probably as long as that back wall full of scopes modules, Arduinos. And I'm like, Mike, what do you got back there? So this is what I do for fun. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. You know, so he he truly lives and breathes oscilloscope diagnostics, man. That's his, that's his. Sounds like my fishing gut I use. Like I use them all the time for fishing. The guy's out there like twice a day fishing. I'm like, what are you doing your days off? He's like, I go fishing. I go fishing. Yeah, exactly right. (laughs) Do what you love, right? Exactly. I totally get it. But yeah, the classes, the classes are great. I know we were talking off the air before this. You said our Irmo facility, or actually our Columbia facility now, our new one that we just built, completely booked up through the end of the year. I know we're working on adding more courses. We do have a facility in Dallas that we have. We have a facility in Chicago. I know we have some partner facilities. There are classes out there, but training.diesellaptops.com is where you go to find that. And I think the interesting thing here, too, is I mentioned Dallas. There's a heavy Spanish-speaking population in Dallas. There is. So let's Talk about the secondary language stuff. Yeah, absolutely. So we uh, hired a trainer named Juan. Fantastic guy. Very smart. Uh, 15 to 20 years experience. He's bilingual. Uh, so all of our classes can be transferred into Spanish. I mean, if you have a, a Spanish-speaking you know, 
group of guys that need some training, like you don't have to worry about that anymore. We can help you. So uh, just keep us in your back pocket. Again, Juan is uh, he's based out of Dallas or Arlington, uh, but he is ready to field train so he can come to you. We have we have tons of options for that, man. So when we did this, I was at first thinking it was just going to be software. So we launched our first our Texa course. I know we do Kajali. Those are very popular. And then we quickly learned, man, people really need these other skills. And I, I guarantee if you walk out in your shop, or you probably already know the guys in your shop that are maybe a little bit behind on some of the training, not quite up to speed on how to properly diagnose things. Great classes there. Uh, instructors like Scott are across the country helping students every single day. I think there's a training class going on somewhere in the United States pretty much every single day of the month now with these laptops one way or the other. But what we found out was is a lot of time people are like, hey, I can't send my technician to you because I'm three weeks back and I'm a small shop. I got four guys, five guys. I can't lose one of my guys. It just puts me in a bind. And we're like, you know, they're right. We got to have some solutions to address this problem. Nothing is ever as good as being in the classroom for eight hours and just being focused on something and interacting with peers and instructors and learning. But we made some, I think, pretty solid, good alternatives. And the one that we just launched, Diesel Laptop University, called V2. So we had one originally, but we launched the second one. So Scott, talk about a little bit about our online learning platform. It's uh, it's it's tough. It's one of those things that when it comes to training, it's tough finding a solution that works for everybody, right? So in our minds, in-person training is the best. It is, hands down, every single time. But everybody is not available to do that, right? So what are the other opportunities that we have? Well, we have webinars, right? Online webinars, which are great, but the downside to online webinars, they're live. So you have to be there, you know, at a specific time, specific date. Sometimes that doesn't work either, right? So in comes Diesel Laptops University. And the goal of this of this training was, in my opinion, a little more difficult. And I'm going to say something you may or may not like, right? Um, for me, online training has always kind of been for managers, right? It's a, it's a quick and easy button. Hey, go home, take this class tonight, uh, take this at lunch. It's a way to really quickly get some guys some training. And traditionally, technicians aren't, you know, super pumped about online training. So with that being the case, it's our mission to try to make technicians pumped about online training, right? So how do we how do we create an online platform that makes managers happy, makes technicians happy, everybody truly learns something? So Diesel Laptops University, what we did is we have uh, basically create courses, and those courses are going to be a lot of verbiage. You're going to do some reading, but there's also uh, on a lot of these courses, there's a lot of video content that's really going to help you, you know, see what we're talking about, visualize it, uh, make it a little more exciting, a little more fun, really get people excited about it and uh, make them want to make them want to keep going, you know? So, yeah. So I'm going to talk about the platform here for just, just a little bit. All right. Because to me, this is a big deal. So when we first did this, I was like, if we're going to do online, we're going to do it right. And to me, that meant a couple things. Number one, we needed to find a platform. And you would think if you Google online learning training platforms, not, not any content, just the platform, the interface, like loading the courses, the admin thing, right? The, the user interface, you would think there'd be like a billion of them to pick from and they'd all be great. Yeah, it's not that simple. Well, huh? it, there are a billion of them, I'll sure. say that much. But the problem I ran into was that every single one of them was like, well, you have to pay us like $3 per month per user. Yep. And I'm like, well, I'm going to have a ton of free content on here. I'm sure. going to have tens of thousands of users. Right. And I'm not going to be stroking you $50,000, $100,000 checks every month for the privilege right. to use your platform. So what that meant was is we had to go build our own platform, which is what we did. So we have our own platform that we now own and control, which is great because we can make it do anything we exactly. want. So that's been that's been great for us. And the other thing was is now we need content. 
So I know I had Dustin, you were probably involved too. We were actually looking at other people's content that already existed. Sure. Like, cool. Somebody, surely somebody already has content on electrical troubleshooting for commercial trucks or after treatment or engine overhauls or whatever. And they did. But the problem was they're like, well, it's like a quarter million dollars for you to buy right. the rights to this pro. Actually, Lund wouldn't even sell us the rights. Right. Or it was a stupid high price. And I'm like, look, I just want the content and I want to put it in my platform. And they're like, no, no, no. A lot of them again was like, well, per user, per month, right. usage, blah, blah, right. blah. And I'm like, I can't do this because a lot of what we're going to do here at the end of the day is going to be free to people. And I'm like, I want to modify the content. Well, you can't modify it. I'm like, okay, this isn't going to work for us. Right. So I was like, how about you just sell me the entire thing? Sell me that class. Almost everybody refused to do it. And I'm like, why would you not just sell me that right. one-time deal? They're like, well, we want the recurring revenue. And like, you have no idea how difficult this is. You have to hire subject matter experts, you gotta hire voice people, and you gotta do video, and blah, blah, blah. Do you have any idea how much it's gonna cost to build your own online learning modules? I'm like, you know what? I don't know, but I'm gonna find We're out. We're gonna see. We're gonna yeah, find yeah. out, right? So that's what we did. We hired two full-time course authors, and these are highly educated people. They're not subject matter experts, right? but they're very, very smart people uh, coming out of universities that know how to, how to look at pretty much anything and put it into a, an online learning platform. So this online learning platform, the classes are not just like click a video and watch. It's a lot of interactive stuff. You have little quizzes, you have to match things, you have to click on things, you have to do things. There are videos in there. Right. We have a room at our at our headquarters, training headquarters in Columbia here, where we actually do all the recordings and that type of thing. But we have the subject matter experts like Scott. Right. Who actually go back and review the content. So how's that process been going working with the, the, the course authors that we have? It's going good, man. Um, basically what ends up happening is, is we create a timeline of what classes we want to launch and when, and then we queue those up. And then our course authors who are fantastic, by the way, love them both. Um, they start putting all that together. And then we do like a preliminary review where we say, okay, you know, maybe you missed this. Maybe we should rearrange this, uh, maybe clarify that. They go in, they fix it. And then we queue up video sessions. So uh, we say, okay, we need to shoot a video for this piece, this piece, this piece, this piece. Uh, marketing team comes out, shoots the videos, records them, edits them. We send them over to course, author, uh, course authors. Um, they queue it all up, finalize it, send it to us. We do a final review, and then we say, yeah, we're ready to go live. I mean, it's it takes some planning, and it's it's a it's an undertaking. You know, they were right. It's a lot. You know, yeah. it's a lot to do, yeah. but it's not that we can't handle it. We just yeah. got to be smart about how we do it and make it happen. You know. But you know what? Screw them. We figured it out. We right? figured it so out. We built know? we built our own platform. <laughs> We, we built all of our own content yep. and we had to build a process. And I think that process is actually one of the more complicated pieces of that whole thing. For sure. So as the business scales, that's been one of my learning lessons here is like, man, injecting new processes and things that have never been done before aren't always easy. But once you do it, the, and that, that path, that road gets built, you can start traveling down it pretty fast. Exactly. So I know it took us a while to get like the first course, Yep. but now it seems like we're doing a couple courses a month that are kind of getting knocked out through the process. So our goal right now is two a month. Um, and with the current crew that I have, that's, that's, we're pushing for that, you know, we're working for that. Um, but on the flip side of that, uh, the course authors, man, they've got, they'll be working five or six classes at a time, you know, yeah. um, if they get a hang up in one spot, they move to the next one. And we just, we just try to keep manipulating until we can get everything where we need it to be. And, Sending bad boys out into the atmosphere, you know? Yeah. No, I'm excited. So there's not a ton of online content now. I think our core courses, electrical and after treatment and that type of stuff is done. We're building up more courses. They get launched every single month. Yep. 
and we have third parties that are going to be working with us as well. So I can name some of them, like Donaldson Filtration. We're not the experts on filtration. That's right. Donaldson is. Yep. So Donaldson, let's use your content on our platform. And let's, by the way, let's make your content free for everybody once it's on our platform. So you're going to see a lot of third parties. We got OEMs, we got parts manufacturers, we got some other people in the space that are involved, subject matter experts. I'm really excited because I know people are going to laugh at me when I said, hey, I'm going to build the world's largest online learning platform for diesel technicians. And I already know we're like well on our way to doing that. And what comes right behind that for me and things we haven't even talked about yet is like, okay, how do we get training now for service writers, for foremen, for right. service managers, absolutely, for the other people that are involved in the repair process? Because that's what this is, is training is critical to improving the output absolutely. of any shop across the country. People probably laughed at you when you said you were starting these laptops too, and look how that went, right? So I was just, just, I was just what with, it is. I was just with my dad <laughs> like last week. I brought him with me on a on a business trip, right? I was just with him, and I'm like, I, I he was talking about that, and I'm like, Dad, do you remember when you told me like, well, how many people really need a diagnostic tool? Like, what are you gonna do once everybody has one? Blah blah yeah. blah. I'm like, I don't know. Figure, figure it, it out, out. I guess, no. right? So we're, we're figuring it out. Swing, man. Yeah, something's company's still doing well. But no, I always love that when people tell me I can't do something. To me, that's like ammo in the gun, right? It sure like, is. All right, now yeah, I'm going yeah. to go do it and prove you wrong. So I, I love challenges like that. So that's our online learning platform. Yep. And we have another way that we also go reach uh, customers as well. Absolutely. And that's field training. Yes. So talk about field training. Field training is great, man. Um, field training, basically, you call us up or email us. We have a lot of different ways you can contact us directly on the website, phone, email, you know, but basically reach out to us and let us know that you need some field training. We'll work up an estimate for you and we'll, we'll uh, send it over to you. And once approved, uh, we basically load up and we come to you. So, uh, it, you know, literally every single week of the, of the year, literally every single week, we have one, two or three trainers that are in the field at somebody's shop teaching them one of our classes on their at their site, which is, it's a big deal, right? Because when you go to somebody's home base, they're more comfortable, they're more relaxed. Uh, the managers are there to watch and make sure their techs are staying on track. Um, it's a great program. Uh, we also, you know, we, we try not to, but we do offer Saturdays as well. So if you needed a Saturday training, we do have a small little upcharge fee for that. But uh, we can even do Saturdays, which is becoming a Kind of a common theme, you know, shops really want to, you know, capitalize on making money during the week and on Saturday they'll do some training. So uh, we have Saturday options as, as, uh, as well available. So, uh, yeah, man, we just pack the labs up and ship them out to you a week in advance. Trainer shows up and away we go. Yeah. Know? So I, I think we're trying to do everything we can to put the opportunity in front of repair shops and uh, fleets to say, hey, here's some training that's available to you. And I think it's really one of the missing pieces. What, what this all comes back to, what we're trying to do here, is trying to help with this huge diesel technician shortage going right. on. I think there's still something like 50,000 open jobs on Indeed just for diesel techs. It's wild, man. Yeah, and the first the first listing when I looked a couple of months ago was, I think, like TA. And there was like one listing, but 127 jobs right. open. So there is a huge need for diesel technicians. And we're not going to fill them all with – this problem is not going to get solved with just us bringing in more diesel techs. Is it going to get solved by making them more efficient in the shop? And that's coming from having the tools and the training that you need in order right. to properly diagnose and fix those things. So, Scott, uh, is there any more cl – do we have more classes in development right now at all? Uh, where, we do. Where are you so, guys at? Yeah. Yeah, so um, we'll be launching an ABS class here pretty shortly. Um, we just launched electrical testing techniques, which is, again, is a, a full hands-on class. 
Um, and then uh, early next year, mid next year, we're hoping to launch a mechanical oscilloscope class, which would take oscilloscope diagnostics to mechanical problems. Uh, so we can help technicians, you know, get further with the scope. I, I foresee a lot of scope stuff coming in the future just because we're heading that direction. And I think the, the more exposure we can get to technicians with oscilloscopes, the better everybody's going to be. So definitely see that direction heading pretty strong in 24. So I remember being a service manager at the international dealership and they came out with the, uh, the CPA, I think a cylinder performance analyzer. That's it. Right. And in hindsight, that was a scope. That was a scope. It was a very <laughs> cheesy version of one, but yeah, it was a scope, man. Um, and they, they didn't do anybody good service with that tool in my opinion, because what they did is they created a tool that, uh, a technician wasn't able to really see what was happening. You basically do the recording sample, you send it into tech support, and they would analyze it and tell you the direction. I think they did a pretty big disservice by not coming out with a class and teaching technicians what that tool was and how it was doing what it was doing. And and I get that they didn't want to, you know, run the risk of technicians analyzing their own waveforms. I get that, but man, that tool's been out for a long time. There was a real chance to get some real training in early with that tool. Yeah, know? I mean our industry is just behind the automotive industry like 10 years. So we're, we're <laughs> at least behind. when it comes to yeah. like technology and training and sure. all those things. And I even know like Texa, who's we're like, you know, huge Texa distributor, right? Biggest in the, the world. And they have a scope. It's only in Europe. They never brought it over here. And I didn't understand it at the time, but I remember being in a training class six years ago. And they're like, well, we can't bring it here because we need, it's one of those things we do, we have to have training and curriculum set up and a waveform library. <laughs> like right. there's more to it's it. It's complex. It's man. complex, but... Yeah. But man, you can fix some stuff quick yeah. with that tool. It, it can really make a difference. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, Scott. Well, thank you for coming on. Yeah, man. Thank you for spending a little time here this morning talking about all things training. If you've never checked out one of our training facilities, you can actually go on training.diesellaptops.com. You can look at the online stuff. You can look at our classes. There is something going on all over the United States any given day of the week or things you can do at your at your house, at your shop, in your car, on your phone, you can do these training classes. So but not while driving. Not while driving. Not while driving. <laughs> not while driving. Um, actually, okay, a little sidebar note. I bought this little thing called a magic box. Okay. Have you ever seen this? This ad came across, right, like on Instagram or something. Sure. So you plug it into your to your vehicle through the USB port. Okay. And literally, you can get Netflix, Hulu, Amazon Prime, all this stuff. Great. Super dude. dangerous. Super my, dangerous. But my kids love watching Walking Dead while we're going sure, yeah, 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 down yeah. the freeway. So. Yeah. It's great for everybody but the drive. Yeah. <laughs> it is. Don't, don't, it's not supposed to drive with it, apparently. <laughs> But anyhow, thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Like, comment, share, subscribe. It's all appreciated. And we will catch you on the next episode of The DL.